to put them in front. He doesn't miss. Oh, the little man higher for longer than all around him. Gee, it's a good kick. It is a great kick. It's one for the ages. Oh, look at a trampoline. I've just done it from nowhere. Cyril, has he got the journey? Oh, he has. He has. He has. He's kicked the goal, Cyril. What a beauty. This week on the show, we recap what ended up being an entertaining JLT contest, the Hawks besting the Cats by four points in Tassie. Also, we look at our new 200cm recruit, revisit the Anti-Fantasy League, and have another flick through the Book of Dipper. Hello and welcome to the Hawk Talk podcast, the most must-hear show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason, and joining me as always is a man who today is wearing a shirt with the letter T on the front. G'day, Tiz. Welcome. G'day, Ryan. Yes, we're all we're all uh, putting our orders to cotton on to get our initials on the. <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm, my shirt is emblazoned with a big N. Yeah. So just so we know who we are. Well, I immediately drew comparisons to GWS with their G on the front of their Guernsey. It was a bit similar to that. We are, of course, referring to uh, Geelong's attire that they uh, they whipped out for the uh, JLT clash. Do you reckon that's going to be a regular thing, or are no. they going to succumb to the <coughs> social media furor? No, Twain Russell was heavily in favour of it. Suggest- oh, he would be. Suggesting middle-aged men could wear that round Geelong. <laughs> this is a terrific, <laughs> terrific idea. He, w- he would say that, further encouraging the idea that he has no clue about anything. Uh, this guy Jacob on Twitter said, I know it's a night game, but why are Geelong wearing pyjamas? Yes, no, that's a good point. It reminded me of soccer as well. You know what it was? It looks like a training Guernsey, and that I take that as disrespectful to the Hawthorne Football Club, <laughs> oh, and they should apologise. We had another person on Twitter, Laws, saying, what the hell are Geelong wearing? They look like they belong in prison, not playing football. <laughs> and Adam said, looks like the Cats have got involved in the old cotton on two for $20 sale. So there you go, Tiz, you're not alone in that one. People have picked up on the cotton, cotton on connection. I thought it was funny with our Guernseys. Uh, Headley had the wrong number on because he couldn't fit into his. <laughs> that's right, he did. A bit of a Bruce Banner situation. Which he hulked up. Yeah, and so he wore brands. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of brand, I read just recently, uh, it was last night, that um, he's got a bit of an injury nickel. Is that... Again? Well, apparently so. I, I just wanted to double-check with what you. What was it? You. I haven't heard. I've not read anything else. It was just... Because I expected him to, to play on Sunday. Yep. As a couple of the boys, um, Frawley and Gibbo, got, mm. got quite a lot of match time. They did indeed, yeah. yeah Frawley got... I think, did, did Frawley have the whole game? 99% or 100%. Yeah. yeah, well, there you go. Hey, let's get to the game. Hey, like we promised a recap to our listeners on uh, on Twitter. If you want to join us on Twitter, by the way, at HawkTalkPod, that's our account. Get on there and uh, give us a follow. Keep up with us. Um, we're live. Well, I was live tweeting. Yes, yeah, you were. I was live tweeting throughout we, the match. We had to discuss who was going to live tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I trust we will rotate duties, but people were treated to my cynical thoughts the entire match. No, I've got to say, Tiz, up until half time. You were pretty happy. You can't really complain, can you? And we were 41 points up. It was, no, it was well, looking we, pretty good. We had the wind against us in the first quarter, and we looked terrific. Yeah, it seemed like uh, we, we were discussing, we were going through direct messages on Twitter while I was doing the public duty, the public <laughs> service, we were doing direct messages. And I think you pointed out that Geelong looked very slow. They did. Not yeah. that we looked enormously quick, but they looked like there were definite but our cobwebs But our, our outside game looked terrific uh, yeah, in the first quarter. It did. And wasn't it amazing to see uh, the new recruit, Jager O'Meara, running around and getting in the packs and getting the contested footy? Now, what did he have? He had 
some ridiculous amount of possessions. Uh, I know he had something like three free kicks in the first. Two <laughs> he gave away or one and yeah, picked okay. up three. <laughs> <laughs> but he had uh, twelve disposals, three clearances, five tackles uh, to half time, right. with uh, nine contested possessions, and two score involvements. Now that's after having only played three NEFL games in two seasons. Mm. So uh, fair to say he exceeded expectations. <laughs> I feel like last week the hype train left the station, but it definitely has now. And he's going to play again this week. He is going to, so it's confirmed, isn't yeah. it? Well, that, well, that's what Hodgie was telling everyone. I think he needs to. Yeah. Really, let's and be he, realistic. Didn't he look like he was having fun? He did look like he was having fun. It was great. A lot, a lot of our boys did. Um, it was a it was a good half to watch. It was good to, to see the number ten putting his head over the ball as well. As <laughs> Come on, <laughs> what a despicable drive for! But, <laughs> but the bloke that uh, impressed me was Taylor Miles. Nine disposal in, in the first quarter. He had a goal assist as well, I believe. I think he hit up Rioli. Uh, he did. That was for our last goal of the um, the third quarter against the wind. It was a beautiful right, pass yeah. into the forward 50. Has played midfield in Box Hill. He's played forward at Box Hill. He's played back. Right. He's done a hell of a lot of work to get, <laughs> to get it, his games. It, and he that, looks like he'll be getting a, a, a few early season games like Jure did a couple of years ago. I'm all for that. Uh, mm. In fact, I think Jure's spot might be a bit threatened. No, I, I don't think so. I think he's just, just taken it a bit easy, I think. This is the, I promised myself I wouldn't do this. I feel like I am getting a bit ahead of myself. It's one game. You can't really criticise players in the, in the JLT. You can only... Certainly not week one. Yeah. Well, let's give it maybe another week. We'll see what we see down yeah. at And then you can Street. go hard at Vickery if you like. Oh, okay, he wasn't bad at all. No, he was pretty good. I liked it. <laughs> it was fine. Five hit-outs in the first quarter, four of them to advantage. This is what yeah. I was telling you about him and, and Sandy and Nick that. Yeah, right. He's got a terrific... Um, retention ability from it, the ruck. It's funny you mentioned that. I was reading that um, we had 25 hitouts and they had 45 to yes, long. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of getting the ball out of the centre, we were talking about that last episode. That's not going to really help our case. Our clearance levels were down. Um, and apparently Pitonet, have we decided? It's it's Pitonet, apparently. Yeah, Pitonet. Yeah, much conjecture on my end. I've never been certain, but apparently it's Pitonet. You wanted to call him the Frenchman. The Pitonet. Yes. <laughs> it's a, it's a uh, keeping up appearances <laughs> Mrs. Bouquet scenario. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the uh, looking at the disposal efficiencies for a lot of the players because um, Amira was 41%, which just sort of illustrates yeah, right. that he hasn't had a lot of time out on the park for a while. Well, he can only get better. What about, speaking of Pissonet, do you, yeah. have, his, oh, do you have his figures? He didn't get a lot of touches. No, he sure didn't. No, <laughs> it's he only played point. the second half. and He did, but he got beaten pretty he, soundly. Well, they've got a great ruck contingent down at Geelong. They are big boys, aren't they? I mean, looking at the size of Geelong's forward line, you've got Hawkins, Taylor, Black, Stanley and Smith, who rests. I mean, that's the forward line alone. That That's some tall and we timber. And we kept gravitating to Hawkins and Aaron Black was, you know... Running over the top of the ball and to go through. Do we? Do, yeah, I mean, I was about to say. Do we and give then Hawkins any, kicked one that was we, ridiculous. Yeah. Do we like, give oh. any oxygen to that? That is, that's absurd. I mean, and for Rioli minutes earlier, oh, he ran <laughs> into the open goal. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, right now it's the JLT comp. You can have a bit of a laugh about that. I know I did, but uh, I'm not going to be too pleased if he carries that into the season proper. Well, Tia Miles was uh, 76 disposal efficiency, which is good oh, for a kid, go. isn't it? Yeah. 
That's really Absolutely. good. And that was a beautiful pass that you mentioned to Rioli at the end of that third quarter. It was, but uh, my number one standout is it's no surprise here. I'm sure it's going to be everyone's number one for this particular game. Is it's Langford. Be, oh, he really pressed I, my buttons oh. there. <laughs> Grinding my gears. No, oh, it's on. not it was Langford. Great. He was he, in the comeback special. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think we're calling it that. <laughs> if it was a comeback special, it didn't rate well. <laughs> <laughs> he kicked two goals, one. Well, this is what uh, one of our followers pointed out to me on and Twitter. And he got 52% disposal this is efficiency. About. <laughs> it's not good enough. Better that than a mirror. Oh. Okay, <laughs> well said. Now, he's, he's best 22 this year. I know you said that he wasn't from the Twitter well, account. Yeah, Langford. I, don't, I just don't see it. And it is because of that. Like, I know he kicked two goals. And he goes in and gets the footy. I like that. It's just... The panicky kick forward. The yeah. panicky kick forward is really my problem with his game. I mean, 52%, that, that, those numbers are like that because he'll get the ball and just he'll just kick it anywhere, hoping to its to advantage. But his but metres gained is third in the side behind I'm, Smith and Hartung. I'm and not, that's what we yeah, need. I'm not shocked. And he's quick, and that was a beautiful tackle on danger. Okay, I'll let up on Langford for that because that was his best moment all match by far. Even, like, you know, outside of his goals as well. I mean, that was good to see. And Dangerfield had a bit of a laugh as well. So. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> I think the commentary at that time was uh, Dangerfield was thinking, which one's got me? It's got to be one of the two. It's like, nuts, uh, Will Langford, <laughs> you ought to be ashamed <laughs> of yourself. <laughs> uh, Langers was unlucky that day. Didn't get the norm. Anyway. <laughs> please. Uh, I wanted to highlight Kate Stewart, was my point, before I got railroaded to talking about Will Langford. No, I want to talk about Kate Stewart, not for the obvious reason that he kicked the siren sealer, the, the buzzer beater, if you like. Yeah. Uh, two goals, his rundown of Mackie in the third quarter, where he pins the arm. That was savage. Yes, and he did. I like There was the a bit of, um, yeah, there was a lot of intent in that tackle, wasn't there? <laughs> and Mackie didn't like it. He did not like it. Well, no, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. It was uh, it was pretty rough stuff. A few of our young brigade have got that bit of uh, that killer malice instinct. about them. No, I don't mind it at all. It's the unsociable hawks. Unfortunately, Sicily didn't, you know, really produce on the night. You didn't think? I thought he was serviceable. He's in that awkward role. Well, he's in that. He's learning, isn't he? Yeah. How mu- how much has he played back? Are you aware of how much he's played back? He did it a fair career? bit last year. Okay, yeah, well, he didn't look too great. Like he had ten disposals, one tackle off half back, but he misjudged a lot of attempted marks. Like he'd attempt to mm. mark, and it had come to ground. He was lucky that no one else took it off him. He played back the whole game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't see him ahead of the ball. Um, it's interesting. I read that the second half we only had Frawley and Ruffhead playing their normal roles, while everyone else was sort of just tried in different positions. Yeah. Did you enjoy Shuey in the back line again? In the third quarter? You've said before that he should never play back. But I've also said that he should never play forward, so I don't know <laughs> where that puts him. <laughs> no, seriously, though, what a mark that he took. It was brilliant, wasn't it? That's, it was, uh, yeah. And Vickery got that, got the palm down, then we got the free kick, and then yeah. he ran forward at the ball to oh, create yeah, a contest. I noticed that. Yeah. yeah, really encouraging signs. But um, we got 41 points up, uh, and then... It sort of just collapsed, but... Not only just 41 points up, but the clearances were 23 to 16 at half time, and the free kicks, mm. 17 to 4. It was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah. I sense a certain hashtag is going to make its way back into the public consciousness. <laughs> well, I did say at half time they're going to level this up. 
And they certainly did. They did. We got six after half time and they got 15. <laughs> so, I, you know what? I didn't notice. I, I suppose I was just more preoccupied with the scoreboard and everything evened up. And people but on social media. The idea that the, that the umpires aren't aware of the free kick count oh, it's, is it's bullshit. Rubbish. Yeah. I think everyone knows it's rubbish. Yeah. That's why I'm not lingering on it too long. I did. A lot of people on social media outside of the free kicks were, were noting that O'Meara was off in the second half. He was sort of just withdrawn. Yes, well, they only gave him 50% of the game. Which is fine. That's predetermined. But a lot of people are attributing the tide turning so drastically to oh, him being off the ground. Is it really down to one person, Tiz? It seems a bit uh, No, I think we got, we got far enough ahead and we decided to, you know... We're, we're just changing up a few things, looking at... Where yeah. players can play. I mean, we moved Taya Miles to the wing mm. when he was at half-back. Um, I mean, we started with Birchall in the centre. Really? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> Why not, right? I well, mean, you've just got to see what the limitations are for the boys. It's a JLT. You've got three weeks before it actually starts mattering. And you've got to start tinkering. And also, you don't want to draw too much attention to yourself by blowing Geelong away by 10 goals. There's no, no point in that. You don't want to have the same structure, the same players playing the same positions all four quarters and know that you can beat a Geelong that's not really taking it that seriously. You want to start experimenting so you can get the right formula when the season arrives. Yeah, and I think we had, we, you know, certainly in the first half our game plan was very well structured and working yeah. well. Yeah. Hartung and Smith gaining mm-hmm. a lot of metres. I, saw, I thought I th- Smith was good. And I thought Shields was pretty much our standout in the midfield. Shields was our most consistent midfielder, I thought. Which is interesting, because he still has that remarkable quality of being, uh, I do not say this disparagingly, the invisible man. He just goes about his business and collects the footy, and I don't know if it's just me, I just don't notice him doing it. He's a vital cog in the machine that I don't see operating. Apparently he's the best, statistically, for... um the opposition not gaining a takeaway when he's present at a, at a throw-in or a, co- or a clearance. So I, I do know he's a tackling machine. Yeah, he had five, I think. Uh, I, I think Stewart was our leader for tackles, though, which is pretty Nine promising. tackles yeah. and a disposal efficiency of 85%. Now, that that's <sighs> pretty damn good. And when it mattered, too. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm writing a bit of a love letter to Cade Stewart, but I was very impressed. I look forward to seeing what he can bring to the team going forward. Let's move on to some other players. I mean... We've got to talk about the captain, Ruffy. Yep, correct. Nailed it. Didn't didn't <laughs> didn't look like uh, he'd missed much time, did it? He didn't seem to miss a beat. I was like, there were a couple of moments where I thought, oh, he mightn't be aware of that player, and then he just handballed it off. It was pretty he, easy. He was just same old. It was mm. just back to business, which is amazing. And to he looked see. confident. He did. He did. Uh, and that goal was just a nice thing. Lovely to see. mark over danger as well. That was enjoyable. <laughs> just as always, tossed him yeah. aside. Um, you mentioned Birchall, he picked up 18 touches. I think he was pretty good. Puopolo and Rioli combining to uh, pressure Blixarves, <laughs> however you pronounce his name. That was pretty good. That was good to see. It's like Hawthorne, you know, it might be a new era, but some things don't change. Yeah, they're all playing within themselves, of course. Yep. Even though they're highly competitive, they've got to watch it. They don't want to be injured, get mm. any, pick up any ridiculous soft tissue injuries. We well, exactly saw a couple right. of awful injuries, actually, in the other games. Yeah, and yeah. Geelong lost a couple on the night. Yeah, and uh, Sam Day is the big one coming out of yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Which has been likened to, I read this morning, uh, a car crash. Uh, yeah, Dermy did a similar injury, said he, he it ended his career. Yeah. So we're talking that magnitude. 
Yeah, right. that's right. We'll keep an eye on that one. Um, in terms of anyone who might have been a bit concerned, like myself, uh, you never you, want are you 40... looking to, Are you looking to cut players out of the JLT? They're going to be very annoyed. <laughs> no, look, I'm just saying that 41 points evaporating after half-time, that sort of lead, it's never nice. But as we've reasoned earlier this episode... We were experimenting and tinkering, so I think at the time I was very concerned. And we were concerned. putting a lot of pressure on the youth, and they lose yeah. concentration, and if things aren't going their way, they, exactly, yeah. They tend once not other to teams, have... once they get a run yeah. on, it can all fall apart pretty quickly. And the wind, don't forget the wind. Well, the wind as well, yeah. Um, I was concerned at the time, live tweeting. I think anyone who goes back and looks at that at our account, <laughs> they'll see that I was concerned. Now I've got some distance from the game. Don't actually mind. I can see with a bit more clarity what we're trying to do, and also. For anyone who's not quite on this page yet, here we go. Here are some names to fill you with confidence. Hodge, Bruce, Gunston and Tom Mitchell yet to play in the JLT. And Whitecross. Whitecross as well. And someone else. <laughs> There's always someone else at Hawthorne. <laughs> we actually have pretty good depth, I think. Our forward line is looking terrific. Our like, forward line I mean, ridiculous. How are you going to pick the forwards now? Well, yeah, it's a good problem to have. There's Shuey and Vickery and Ruffy and... They did say at um, at one point, I think there was... Uh, McAvoy drifting forward was pretty effective. Yeah, I think it was... Who'd, they ha- who'd we have in our forward line at some point? We had McAvoy, Shuey... Ruff. Ruff, yeah, there was, there was someone else. We had a towering forward line. As much as I mentioned Geelong earlier on in the episode, mm. we looked pretty... Uh, like what did you think of them? the experiment with Harry Taylor up forward? Oh, they know he can play there. That's fine. Um, I, I Look, I can't be anything but critical of Harry Taylor, always, because I just remember him in the 2008 Grand Final. <laughs> one mistake. Yeah, one mistake. It's tarnished his image in my mind. It, it was a great look on his face when that happened, but anyway. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, um, I don't think you've experienced this yet, but when we play Geelong and Harry Taylor's on the field... In uh, M10 with the Hawk headquarters boys, whenever Harry Taylor gets the ball, everyone just goes, whoops! <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's enormous fun. But uh, that's, that's the Geelong game in a nutshell. Do we have anything else to say about that one? If we look at the time on grounds from the game on the weekend, we've got Frawley 99, Burgoyne 89, Smith and Shuey at 86. Ruffy played a lot. He played 83%. He yep. And Hartung 83. So a few of those won't be lining up against North, you'd expect. Yeah, I would think so. Like, it is a surprise, especially that Burgoyne played that much. Yeah. Is he the oldest on our list now? He's 34, isn't he? Yeah, it was a wonderful goal, wasn't it? (laughs) It was pretty good, Under the hands, I mean... Yeah. The hands were there, and somehow he got it through under the armpit. It was very good indeed. I've listed my standout, obviously being Stuart. Yep. Um, Who do you like the look of in that game? Well, Stuart won the poll that we had on the on the Hawk Talk Pod Twitter account. Is that right? Yeah. Coming second is my choice, Taya Miles. Yep. I think he's got a position off the halfback flank. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he just needs to be a little bit more accountable, I think, but it's a beautiful disposal. That's another name. Apart from that obvious clanger. There was, there was one, yeah, it was a bit glaring, but there's a name that we left out, Hal. Where does Hal fit into all of this? Well, he'll get a game. Yeah. And he'll be a defensive midfielder. But will, will his position be under threat? Will he need to absolutely perform? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it seems that way. Well, they and all need to perform. That's the idea of, at oh, Hawthorne. If you don't perform, you're out. 
unless you've already got four premiership medallions. Exactly. I was going to say, there are some <laughs> players that are more untouchable than others. Um, but well, what, well, you've got to remember that Hodge and Burgoyne and Gibbo won't be able to play all the games this year. That's why I'm still wondering what our mission is this year. We say top four like we want to challenge again. Well, we'll know uh, when we get to the bye. I think you're right. Yeah, I think we're going to have to adapt depending on where we are. If it looks like we're in a good position and full steam ahead, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think our back line does need work especially. We need to start blooding guys. Like, Heatherly needs more time as well. Did you like the look of Heatherly? Um, Pretty sure with his hands, I thought. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. I, 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 you it's know. very hard to look great as a backman. Sometimes it is, yeah. And because I mean, there's a lot of pressure on you and there's a lot of scrutiny. You can only be exposed. <laughs> Just ask Zach Dawson. <laughs> and Shuey. I mean, well, that's, that's right. I mean, every team has its whipping boy, uh, they've, no, no matter what the era that Clarko the club's in. Yeah. Clarko doesn't seem to torture him anymore like he did in the past. No, that's true. But I'm thinking back to, to when we had Zach Dawson, mm. he was absolutely a scapegoat. And, yeah. Um, I think back to... It's very harsh. Well, I mean, he was up against a few of the greats. He's up, up against some big boys, it must be said. But I'm thinking to along the lines of like other eras of, the, of our footy club, where it seems Backman, Backman always get the worst of it. Tom Murphy, <laughs> people hated Tom Murphy. <laughs> did they? I feel like they did. We have had some very good Backman, of course, come through our ranks. Oh, of course, yeah. And then we had Campbell Brown. Yep. He used to play on a bloke a foot taller than him and seemed to beat him every week, which yep. is ridiculous. And that's that's how we get the expectations we have for our backman. I mean, Tom Murphy would be regaled at Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think you're right. We're speaking from a place of pure privilege, really, yeah. that our club has been so good for so many decades. And that's why Tom Murphy moved on to, was it Gold Coast, I think? I think it was and, Gold Coast. And then Gillum got a gig at GWS. GWS, yeah. Now playing forward, I think. Don't we have that remarkable ability to offload players whose careers immediately fizzle out? Well, the classic one is um, Mark Williams. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a Essendon. shining example. Four hundred thousand a goal, I think it equated to. <laughs> anyway, uh, do we have anything else to say about the uh, Geelong clash? Are we going to move on and look well, ahead to week two? I think you should two? preview the uh, the North Melbourne game. I think as I you, should too. As you watched it against Sydney, I did watch it, and mate, like before we went on mic. You conveyed that the Hawthorne-Geelong game wasn't a particularly interesting game. Mm. I personally disagree with that. I think that the very seesawing nature of it, that it was all on our terms in the first half and then it drastically changed in the third quarter, I think it made it very interesting for me. A bit nerve-wracking, to be honest. I will say this, the North Sydney game was bloody boring. Oh, really? <laughs> I stopped watching. Oh. I stopped watching. I was I so was who, sitting there on the couch with the girlfriend watching it, and I mean, before the ball was bounced, she informed me that Lance Franklin wasn't playing. I said, "Well, that's it." And I motioned to walk out the door. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean, some of Sydney's young guns looked pretty good. It's yeah. been reported in the media, obviously. They always too. look good. Like yeah. last year, they looked phenomenal. Yeah, that's right. But North, they got any talent? coming through the ranks or they must have because they beat them that that yeah that guy the the ruckman Bruce, i think Braden Bruce, massive that guy. he is yeah he's yeah. a beast i think he should be good but i don't know i didn't see anything that spectacular i mean it's just a pretty uninspiring win okay. for, for mine it's it's pretty bad when you win in a boring fashion <laughs> hello frio <laughs> exactly right yeah 
I mean, their fans must be so sick of that. Whenever they do win, it's just not a spectacle. It's completely dull and devoid of any life. Is that, so I is don't that know what, what they to call? Tell you. Is that what they call shin bonus spirit? Is that apparently Where there, does it come there was from? a meatworks near the gasometer at the Arden Street ground? Are you being serious right yeah, now? This is where they, it comes from. Maybe they shook shin bones in the crowd. I don't know. Now apparently they put shin bones in the in the windows to support the team. But there was a there's a large number of um, butchers in the area that support. This is this is real. This is real this life. Is, this is something I read on the internet, so it must be true, right? <laughs> I'm calling fake news. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I don't think. It is was, this an alternative this, fact? This was not CNN. No. Okay. no. <laughs> this can't be real because I always thought I never looked into it. Well, apparently it was re-energized by Dennis Pagan. Okay. Because he wanted to um, to sort of instill an ethic. In the club, Cause when I which hear, is pretty clever, pretty yeah. Clever. That's that's fine. I'm, not, I'm on board with that. That's fine. And it's also got to do with the fact that they never have enough money. That they're always struggling. You know, it's, it's that kind of gritty, determined. I always thought just approach. the shin is quite a hard bit of the body, and so I thought it, was, it denoted toughness. Am I completely? I thought maybe they just kicked their opponents in the shins and ran away with the ball. <laughs> I, you know, could be anything really. Uh, well. And I couldn't find I mean, any other shin bonus around the world. So, <laughs> so oh, for, for like club nicknames? Yeah. Well, you wouldn't because it's, it's rubbish <laughs> and really ridiculous is, is what I'm hearing now. If that happens to be correct, that's something to do with butchers or th- that is... That is very strange. You know, you know what tis? It intensifies my loathing for <laughs> <to> North Melbourne. <laughs> oh, there'll be more North players in the... In the anti-fantasy team, oh, we'll I can feel it that. already. Oh, we'll get to that. Hey, uh, we are squaring off against them uh, in week two of the JLT. North Melbourne Recreation Reserve is what it's called these days. Down Arden, Arden Street, Street. ground, yeah. Yep, 26th of Feb, so that's the uh, Sunday, 2.05, it is sold out. 2.05, that's a strange 205. time. 2.05, very precise. Mm. Why is that? Could have shifted it to 2.10, <laughs> the classic, but yeah. no, they went 2.05. Um what are your thoughts about this clash at the moment? I know you didn't see the North game. I, I, I feel like I've let you down, Tiz, because I don't have anything, anything more to bring to the table in terms of reconnaissance about yeah. North. It just was not interesting. In the weight was well, I pretty think, average I as think well. turning up to the ground, you, you absorb a lot more. You can see the structures. It's quite yeah. hard watching on Foxtel with Dwayne Russell forgetting half the Hawthorne players <laughs> is, to yeah. work out where our players are st- yeah. standing and, and what they're trying to do and... Yeah. And, and whether leaving Aaron Black there like he was was, <laughs> in fact, terrible errors or, or part of the part of the approach. I felt like the coverage of the Sydney North game as well was very preoccupied with Sydney's youngsters, um, yeah. which has been the case with the AFL well, coverage all the of tickets, it as well. Yeah. Uh, like reading the write-up about it on the AFL website, uh, you would think that Sydney won the game and won it by a fair. Oh, bit. really? Yeah. Yeah, they're so preoccupied well, with that, talking is about it. Is it Oliver Florent or? Is, it, uh, is that a French it's, name? It's or? Aussie Flozzy. <laughs> Aussie Flozzy. Yeah, that's his uh, Australian uh, nickname. Yeah. No, he was pretty good. Then, then, look, the youngsters were good. I just thought there was a bit of a, sp- a disparity in the coverage. There was a bit of an inequality. Um, no, I, I can't give you any more than that. So we're heading into this one with a few question marks over, over north still. I don't think their performance proves anything about where they're at. Well, they've got a fairly young forward line now, don't they? So we'll probably yeah. play our young backs against them. Gives us an opportunity there. We'll probably yep. rest McAvoy, I imagine. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Give Pitonet another hit out. And Vickery. Do you reckon Fitzy will come back? Tall Cyril? 
tall Cyril. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> no, he'll, he'll he'll have to get a game, won't he? But he he's still a rookie, so right. Mm. Um, this is something I picked up from Big Footy. You'll like this. This is uh, I did venture into what <laughs> I ventured into enemy territory. I went onto the Kangaroos Big Footy site. Oh, because I'm avoiding the warnings of not to <laughs> not to say anything disparaging about the ruse. <laughs> There were plenty of pop-ups. Because um, I, I just wanted to get some intel on what they thought of their game. And uh, all I found was just a lot of whinging. Would you believe that might have been because they haven't been successful in almost 20 years? And they chuck out all their best players. <laughs> to us. It's brilliant. It's a great little system and relationship we have with North. <laughs> Who do we need to watch, though? Because I, I trust they still have some talent. They're not completely devoid of skill and talent. Well, you mentioned that Preuss fella, the big rock. Yes, Bruce. Is it Preuss? I have no clue. Sean Higgins ran around. Right. Dumont looks good. Jamie McMillan of um, the, the bust-up at training fame. <laughs> that, that's really interesting you bring him up because a lot of people on Big Footy on the Kangaroos Big Footy, absolutely slamming him. Not fans. Really? No, they don't like J-Mac. I had to work out who that was. I saw J-Mac this, J-Mac that, and I'm like, is, oh, okay. Now, Mason Wood's the one that Sydney came for, isn't it? He, uh, he, I'm not sure about that. I think they, gave, they, they offered him something to come to the club. He's of uh, running down the shot clock fame. That's Mason the bloke, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he kicked a couple what of goals. What a legacy, so. exploiting the rules. Or is it, it might be Luke McDonald they don't like, is it? Uh, look, there's a couple of Macs there. there, there was Marley a lo- Williams, did you notice him running around? Uh, so I have him in my anti-fantasy team. Yeah, was he, he got, any good? Oh, he got a 53. <laughs> is that good, is it? Not really. No, okay, good. I've been he, completely he probably, justified. You probably won't lose any money with that. <laughs> oh, but, damn it. But White looked good at 36. Well done, Chief. That's a definite uh, death. Yeah. Slow fantasy well, I'm not gonna, death there. I'm not going to pat myself on the back too much for picking that weight has done nothing again. <laughs> you oh, you probably didn't play that much. Anyway, so you're looking forward to that on the weekend? That'd I am. Good. We're going to go and we'll, uh, we'll provide a recap as well. Do we need to take our own chairs? I was wondering about that. Yeah. Um, I was going to get a picnic blanket, but I don't think... How romantic. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be... Uh, any chance of us seeing a thing if we sit on the grass I think we're going to have to stand up the entire time it's going to be all standing all the time which is going to be interesting yeah anyway it's a good atmosphere I hope I just hope the it's a good atmosphere if we win ground's up to scratch because that Tasmanian oval's terrific it was good yeah Yeah. hey how about that we we won in Tassie again just for something different yeah it's fascinating (laughs) how often we win there I mean it took us all game but we did get there (laughs) But I love the fact that we didn't just win on the ground this week. We definitely won on the trade table yet again. <laughs> it does seem that way. This guy's been a phenomenon. How do you pronounce his name? Do you want to have a, you want to have a go? Tony Lango. Olango? Olango. I'll go with that. We'll go with Olango. Until we're corrected. Yeah, that's right. By the man himself. Well, well, he does follow us now. We gave him a bit of, bit of a shout-out on Twitter, at HawkTalkPod. Uh, Hawthorne has bolstered its next-generation academy stocks with exciting prospect Tony Olango agreeing to join the club's academy program in the Northern Territory. Yeah. yeah he's a Sudanese-born. He arrived as a two-year-old. He's got a leap of 91 centimetres, which is top five at the... The combine? Yeah, at the combine. <laughs> <laughs> and at, he in 2014, he mm. trialled for the soccer giants... Well, soccer, soccer team, perhaps mm. not giants... But uh, Glasgow Rangers. Glasgow. Yes. Oh, well done. 
<laughs> you like my, you like the now one word. Now, how did word they go with his name? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it's a fair point. I'm not going to feel too bad about he, our mispronunciation. <laughs> he uh, he's, has obvious comparisons to Nick Nat, and he has groin issues at the moment. But Kevin Sheehan, the uh, national talent manager for the mm. AFL, mm. whose job is to retain these kind of talents yep. for AFL and not let them go to soccer, <laughs> must be pretty happy about it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He talks about how well he moved at the, in the All-Star Games, and uh, he's been watching him for, I think it's NT Thunder. Yeah, that's right. He's played for St Mary's and NT Thunder. Yeah, um, St Mary's has a few notable uh, players of of heritage do you rattle off some just yeah, for young yeah, likings yes, such can, as myself I can, I can do uh, Morris okay Cyril yep Daniel Rioli okay well that's alright then yeah that's not bad is it <laughs> and, uh, and I'm convinced and Peter Burgoyne okay yeah, yeah well I'm certainly convinced uh, you mentioned that Olango has uh, had some niggling injuries yeah but, uh, but he's never, only 18. Well, that's right. Yeah. 18 years old in 200 centimetres. Yeah. And uh, he, he also, you mentioned the draft combine, he finished top 10 in the 20-metre sprint test as well. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so he's quick, tall, athletic. So when can we see him at the MCG? Uh, now, how does this work again? Because we've beaten a lot of clubs to the punch here. Yeah. So in this, in this region, we beat uh, Geelong, Essendon, Collingwood and Melbourne. In, right. in picking him for our... Uh, right, that's, they were all vying for him. Yeah, well, makes me feel they can better. all well, get they him. can, they yeah. can potentially. So okay. we, this is called the Next Generation Academy. Yep. It's a new thing. It promotes youth from uh, multicultural and indigenous backgrounds to play AFL. Yep. So um, it means that if someone bids for him at pick four, mm. we can bundle up our picks and take him. Right, okay. Which, you know, I mean, great move by Graham Wright. Yeah, absolutely. Very clever scene. We're a little bit hamstrung in that department next year. Or yeah. at the end of this year, yeah. Uh, he was quoted as saying that he's right. Uh, he's an exciting prospect with his height and great athleticism. Uh, he's only played a handful of games, so we expect to see plenty of development. Joining our academy will assist his understanding of the game and help to fast-track his growth. So uh, I don't know if growth is a deficiency of his at 200 centimetres, but... Uh, <laughs> Personal growth. <laughs> what a jokeette. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> look, I'm going to stick to Tony at this point. If he wants to get in touch with us and correct us on the, on the pronunciation somehow, what? I'm more comfortable with Tony. I just... Uh, Olango? It, it sounds very Ocker, like Ocker Australian of me to be like, Olango! I've probably already buggered up Pitnet already, so that's oh, fine. Look, you know, I don't claim to be perfect. Yeah, so it'll be a while before we see him anyway. It will be. I mean, Pitnet's only 21, isn't he? So He's young. Mm. He's young indeed, uh, which makes me think we should ease up on any criticism of him. But, uh, look, he, he, can, he can turn it around. It's one game. It's the Look, again, perspective is everything. Context is everything. half, Jake. Yeah. Uh, JLT, week one, blowing the cobwebs off. I mean... He, he played his. He debuted against Geelong in round one last year, didn't he? He did. That's a the tough late assignment as well. Of, uh, Segler, wasn't it? Uh, you might be right. Well, it would make sense. Yeah, one of the two. Uh, but that's a pretty tough initiation, and you know, he did quite well on that day. I thought. Oh, he did Even right. though we did not. No, we did not. Moving on. You mentioned oh, it before. You wanted to go. talk about the anti-fantasy team. Yes. Have you made any changes? Did anyone I, stand out? I noticed you tweeted about Lyndon Dunn or something. I did. Lyndon Dunn had a flash of brilliance. I think he kicked a super goal, which helped 
was it was it one that went line. through post high or did it bounce about three times and wander over the line? I've seen or? that much footy this weekend. I honestly can't remember <laughs> his goal, but uh, I saw that and Collingwood didn't win by too much. So a nine pointer in that context is pretty handy. Is the so, clock ticking on Buckley because didn't Cloak look good? <laughs> yeah, I I wish nothing but the best for Travis Cloak just because it tightens the screws on Nathan Buckley. <laughs> I told you, he'll be gone by the time we play him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. I mean, I, I was a bit worried about Lyndon Dunn because he kicked that goal. I wouldn't be too worried. And, and, I, and I tweeted about it. And I'm like, oh, I've made a mistake. I'm going to have to review my anti-fantasy team. For anyone who's mm. not up with it, the idea of this team is to, lose money. is to lose money and, and have the worst team. So I picked Lyndon Dunn with full confidence he'd come through for me. And I saw he kicked this super goal. I'm like, ah, oh, bloody hell. However tis, a few hours later, I reviewed the highlights on the AFL website, the highlights of the whole match. Mm. He kicked it straight to Tip and Woody <laughs> about 20 metres out. <laughs> Kicking out from the back line. Oh, what relief. Yeah, it's all it was. I had a big sigh of relief. I went, ah, oh, Lyndon, you came through for me after all. <laughs> uh, so that was good. I don't think any changes, though, Tiz. I'm not sure. Would you have any suggestions? Uh, not at this stage, no. I mean, weight seemed to be his usual self, as we covered. Marley Williams did fine. I was, I wondered what that fine was going to become, yes. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. I think we'll stay put on that. If it that, that Scharenberg was a little underwhelming. But do, you, do you want me to, if I like tweet a screenshot of my team and people can comment on it, <laughs> they can tweet at me and say, I think they all just want to play you. They all Did just you reckon want they want to join like, the league? Or have, you're going to have to show me how it works. I Help want their the, percentage. I want the, <laughs> that's right. I want the competition. I want to measure up against people who are doing, who are trying their very best to be the best team. And just totally troll them <laughs> that's right I, I wanted to see just for a laugh I know we're playing North this week at the JLT now you're a bit of an old hand at AFL Fantasy so you right. can tell me if this is possible or not can I field an entirely North Melbourne team for my anti-fantasy I suppose you could you could are you able like is that within the rules oh, so yeah. you, can you afford there's it there's no or, yeah you could probably but, afford it alright because they're all, they're not we'll see terribly, how, do you? We'll, we'll see how I go. Mate, when the season starts, I might consider that as an option. <laughs> it's just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Moving on, let's, uh, let's, well, it's enough about North. I feel like we've had a gutful of them this podcast. Yeah, what if they beat us? What are we going to do with that? Oh, well, then I'll definitely create that team. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, it doesn't mean much, does it? It's JLT. Like, it would have been bad to lose against Geelong, but how much does it mean? We'll get run. another go, I hope. Yep, yeah, same here. Well, that's all I want. Just experimentation's fine because it's it's always nice to win, but priorities at this stage is not it's not winning. It should be you're training. It's it's a training run. It's a simulation, so you can get it right when it matters most. Yeah. So winning is not really a priority. I have to remind myself that as a fan. There were a couple of efforts that it was fairly obvious it was just a training run. On Geelong's part as well. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's move on to uh, a segment that's become a bit of a fan favourite for people who follow along with our podcast. It's the Book of Dipper. <laughs> Reading another verse. What hideous tale have we today? I think since we played Geelong in the yes. weekend just gone, I think I'll do one that pertains to them and Dipper's history with uh, Hawthorne v Geelong. So let's go back to uh, the 1989 grand final, shall we? Day of. 
Let's rewind, in fact, to the day before the 1989 Grand Final. We'll pick it up. Dipper says, uh, The day before the game, we had our pre-match talk at the social club. We had lunch, and then we went into this little room, and Alan took us through some of the basics, things to remember on the day. And he said that he had heard during the week that Geelong coach Malcolm Blight had said at a function that he believed that the two weakest links in the Hawthorne side were myself and Michael Tuck. That got my blood going. I stood up and said, I'll bloody show him what's going on. I'll stick it up him. Everyone was cheering me on, of course. Go for it, Dip. you got to wonder about Blighty with a comment like that. Malcolm Blight had said at a function that he was one of the weak links and Dipper didn't take that too kindly. Uh, Alan Jeans passed that on, of course, and Dipper wonders whether Blight ever actually said it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> he suspects it may have been Alan Jeans' methods of, rying, of firing him up. Uh, and Dipper continues, I still remember... Geelong's Neville Bruns threatening me. You're in for a very big day or something like that. I just looked at him and thought to myself, I'm playing in my seventh grand final, mate, and you're on your first and mouthing <laughs> off. Fair point. Oh, that was a massive game. I might uh, I might pick up uh, next time from the Book of Dipper where that story actually ended up going because he reveals a lot about what he went through physically through, through that match, which is pretty fascinating. It's very foolish, <laughs> of course. But there you go. There's another verse from the Book of Dipper. Are you, are you enjoying it, Tiz? Are you enlightened by any of Dipper's words? Oh, it just uh, brings everything back. It's sort of, um, you just relive the moments. There hasn't really been a player quite like that since. Not not someone who has established that kind of legacy. What, what legacy are we talking about here? No one can match him for premierships. and. Yeah, I was going to say, being a, Brownlow. Pre- a premiership winning, Brownlow medalist winning hard nut, it's... It feels like those calibre players aren't rewarded these days. In terms of the Brownlow stakes, at least, it, te- it tends to be the flashier players. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, um, Lockett won one as well. Yeah. And he wasn't the cleanest of players. No, it's a different world back then, isn't it? Things have changed. But the one thing that doesn't change is that Hawthorne keeps on winning premierships, which is great. <laughs> at least one a decade going on, <laughs> what's that, almost 50 years now. Well, it, it is 50, yeah, 50 it years. Is, yep. <laughs> We're on track. It's looking good. Uh, after this week, we'll, we'll wrap with this, Tiz. How are you feeling about things? I know we've said there's not a lot to read into with JLT, especially the first week, but how are you feeling about our club? Uh, the structures are still there. Everyone still looks determined mm-hmm. and switched on. Ruffy looks like he's commanding the the whole side. Yep. And you can see that everybody's in alignment. Like, no one seems to have their nose out of joint about anything. Yep. So they're all working well together. I mean, letting Shuey take the mark. Yep. Uh, that was a beautiful mark. It too. was. It was one of and my highlights from lot that game. A lot of work um, from uh, Vickery and, and, and McAvoy off the ball for him as well to mm. create the space. Mm. So It doesn't seem like um, there's any really glaring deficiencies from year from 2016 to 2017 just yet it, it doesn't feel like too much has changed but then it's probably too early to say that well, as well we're asking a bit of smithy to come into a more contested possession role i thought he did well thought yeah. he did well so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out you know he's not used to the high body contact and mm. all the time mm. and we've got you know i mean you said it yourself we looked a little reliant on jager a little bit. I mean, it does seem that way. And when but you have a chorus of people... Then again, you've got people, Tom Mitchell coming in. Well, so. that's right. When you have a chorus of people noticing that things change pretty drastically, 
I'd love Perhaps to see coincidentally, him on when he went mm. off, then you start to maybe put a bit of stock into it. You go, well, maybe that is the case. But you know, we'll see. We'll see going forward. I think the the duo of Tom Mitchell and Jago has the potential to be absolute dynamite. Mm. I'm very excited about that. I think we're just scratching the surface about what we're all about this year. If Jago reaches his potential, yeah, look it'll out. be unbelievable. We might be contenders by the time the buy rolls around. We might have to uh, adjust. Well, we've got the forward line to be a contender. Oh, we absolutely do. Yeah. yeah. I think that'll do us for this episode of the Hawk Talk podcast. I think we're going to try and go weekly now. We're going to try and give you all the, uh, the JLT goss and the recaps and so forth. But uh, if we don't manage it, certainly by round one we'll start going weekly. Yeah, if, but there's, if there's a big loss, maybe we'll... <laughs> maybe tail we between our legs and retreat. <laughs> 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 but I hope this was a nice surprise for people because people have been asking Tiz what? about, um, you know, what, well, are we just going monthly or what's the deal with this podcast? But no, we are going to plan on going weekly. So hope this is a nice surprise for people. They haven't expected another one so soon. And uh, we should be back after we beat the kangaroos. Hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed. Such hubris. Anyway. <laughs> Mate, I'm a Hawthorne supporter. Come on. It'll be good to be out there on Sunday. I hope there's a lot of Hawthorne fans out there. Yeah, I hope to see you there as well. I know the sold out sign sort of... To you know, people? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it surprised me how quickly it sold out. It's that time of year. People can't wait any longer. They want football. Hurry up, cricket, be over. Exactly right. Hawthorne's happy to deliver some quality football as well. I'm sure we're going to see more of it on Sunday. I'll see you there, Tiz. See you there, Nick. It'll be good. And we are a happy team of Hawthorne.